Welcome to Fed Talks Podcast. I'm Dr. Jimmy Chrisman, your host, and this is your ultimate destination for theater education for theater teachers and theater education students like you. Join me as we bring you heartwarming stories, interviews, and valuable insights to renew your faith in teaching and enhance your theater classroom practice. Our guests include experienced K-12 theater teachers, current theater education majors, teaching artists, and esteemed theater education professors from all around the world. Prepare to be inspired by innovative teaching techniques, shared triumphs and struggles, and a wealth of resources to elevate your classroom. Whether you're a seasoned theater teacher or just starting your journey in theater education, this podcast is your place to recharge, connect, and learn from practitioners making a difference in students' lives every day. Thank you for joining our passionate theater education community as we embark on this incredible new season together. Fed Talks Podcast is here to ignite your creativity, offer support, and be your go-to resource for all things theater education. So grab a cup of coffee or your glass of wine, relax, and let's delve into heartwarming conversations and practical advice to enhance your theater classroom. I'm very excited to welcome to Fed Talks, a first for me on the show, a mother-daughter team. Um, we have uh, two fantastic theater educators, I'm just going to say educators um, in general, uh, uh, right from Jericho, New York. They teach at Jericho High School. This is T. Renato and Stephanie Renato. Between the two of them, there's over 46 years of, of experience in the classroom teaching. So T, I'm going to turn it to you first to introduce yourself and kind of share your story of where this all began and how we got where we are. Okay, so um, my journey to theater, I, I say it's a lot like the Yellow Brick Road. Um, <laughs> I've met a lot of interesting characters along the way. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, dastardly things that have happened to me and um, a lot of goods and bads. But along the way, I've, I've learned a lot and I've done a lot. So I've been in education for 40 years. Your viewers are going to be shocked to know that I actually teach chemistry. Um, and I'm an AP chemistry teacher at my high school. Uh, my high school is a very academic achieving high school. And most of the time, the, the arts are, you know, like the evil stepsister, I call them sometimes. Um, we're a very small program. We don't have a theater education program in our school. So all of the education comes from our tiny but mighty after school program. Um, I took it over about nine years ago. And you'll be surprised to know that it literally was handed to me like, hey, you're going to be in charge of the theater program next year. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so I am the accidental theater director I, I tease sometimes. Um, but it has been an amazing journey. I do. I would not be where I am without my daughter that is with me all the time. I call her my trusty sidekick. Um, she is the brains behind a lot of the creative stuff we do. Because she just has like a natural instinct for a lot of the theater stuff. Um, yes, I can bring the discipline. I can bring the educational background knowledge. I'm in the school building. The students know me. They respect me. But it's Stephanie that really brings the 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 show to the stage. So that's that's how I ended up here. Somebody just kind of tapped me and said, "Hey, we need you to do this," and I was like, "Okay." How terrifying was that moment for you when they said that? Um. So. I've worn a lot of hats throughout my career. I've been a mentor, I've been a coach, I've been advisor for a lot of different things from district-wide events in different places to um, you know, Long Island cheerleading competitions to Long Island leadership conferences. So I've done a lot of organizing. You know, I definitely am a, a person that can put together um, the pieces. I did theater in high school. Okay. I, danced a little off Broadway in like a dance company that like tested, you know, theater dances. Um, I was a cheerleader through high school and college. So the performing piece to me was there. Um, I love, we, we go every year, our family goes every year to theater again, instigated by her. Um, but running the show was definitely daunting. The first, she was in seventh grade when I took over. Uh, no, I was in ninth grade. grade. I'm sorry, ninth grade. When, I, when you joined, I was in seventh grade. So she was in ninth grade when I took over. 
in high school, ninth grade in high school. Wow. And I would go home at night and I would like you know, be scheduling. And she's like, mom, you, you, you know, you should try it like this. What about if we did like this? What so she kind of like almost reorganized me because her thoughts about how to do it were so clear. Um, so again, it was terrifying, but as the years went on, and again, I can't take credit for anything creative. I can't. I can do the organizing, but anything anybody sees on that stage is her. The funny, the the wow, the dancing is all her. Well, Stephanie, let's meet you. Why don't you introduce yourself and, and share your story? Yeah, so uh, weirdly enough, as she talks about me and says that like I'm the the you know the creative you know backing, I kind of also got roped into this. Um, I went to the high school around the corner. It was a small private school. It's called Blue High, and I didn't have a bus home, and I was an athlete, so I would get picked up from school after school because I ended right before like a thirty minute. There was like a thirty minute window to get me. And she would pick me up and bring me there. So it started in me hanging out in the back of the theater doing homework to the I was doing homework, I promise. To the director at the time saying, Steph, can you learn that? Steph, can you do this? Can you just do that really quick? To my mom being like, Oh, like she can help out. So then it was Steph, can you be in the show? And Steph, can you be stage manager? Steph, we need an extra ensemble member. And then as it went by, I kind of started re-getting this bug that I lost for a bit. And then it was, mom, can I block this scene? Mom, can I choreograph this number? Mom, can I pick the audition music? Mom, I want to pick the musical. (laughs) And so now in that 13 years, my mom and I have this theater program that I just love with all my heart and it has been but yeah it has been one of the probably greatest challenges especially being a ninth grader sometimes teaching 12th graders and but yet so rewarding and i think the more we've grown with this program i have just i love theater and being able to work with kids in theater she also did like assistant directing and directing at her own school. Yeah. As like a senior and yeah. then afterwards as well. I've done, so. we've been running a lot of programs, uh, just me. Yeah. I'm exhausted listening to that. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, Stephanie, what you, you shared that you were, um, you were an athlete and then you got roped back, you got roped in and then the bug yeah. bit again. What was, what was the, the first bug biting before, before all that? When I was little, I loved theater. Uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was my, I don't know what, listen, that show's very weird and very dark. So <laughs> I don't know what the three to seven year old loved about that child kidnapping dark tale. <laughs> but I was obsessed with it as a kid. I could watch it all the How many times did I make you guys watch that? I was obsessed with it. And then I think as I got into middle school, which is around the time she kind of picked it up, I was losing it a little bit. I was getting more into the sports and I was like hardcore sports, sports, sports. And then just it was the re-exposure and to a more mature version of theater. Hmm. I think I lost when I went. I tried to do it locally but i was little and being i I won't i won't rag on it but a lot of little kids in theater especially myself included it's just because parents want to see them not because we're doing something good that was always something i was horrible at understanding (laughs) is that as a child parents want them to get the exposure and just to experience it and I wanted it to be this big Broadway production as a bunch of five-year-olds so I don't know I just I guess my high expectations <laughs> ruined that it ruined t-ball for me too it ruined sports I, I just had high expectations as a five-year-old six-year-old that we were going to the Olympics or performing on Broadway so I think that's where I really 
started losing it. But seeing older kids that inspired me when I was in seventh grade with these 12th graders, 11th, like these high schoolers, they inspired me and relit that passion that I realized I still had. That's awesome. Well, I, I love talking with folks on here who, who, have a a past and a, and a love for for athletics and and seeing where those that world and and this world of the arts collide and and what you pull from your experience with athletics but it seems like you're pulling from your experience with the arts into the athletics back into the arts so what are what are some of those things that you see popping up as you're as you're working with students now um for me personally she was also a coach so and she was okay. an athlete so don't worry you've got to uh, older athletes that turned musical people but I think I just am very big I've always grown up with the idea of teamwork I don't believe I played all team sports I didn't play any individual sports so I don't believe in getting anywhere without not only the support of you know the coaches and the teachers but also your team if your team isn't giving their 100%, it doesn't have to be 100% of they're as good or as incredible as you might think you are. Just as long as they have to be giving their 100% for us to run and function. So I spend a lot of time with the kids when I, that the idea of team, we need to be a team. We need to work together. If one person, I'm, I'm a choreographer right now, so I spend a lot of time. If one kid is going over the top and all the other kids are doing it, you know, half best, that one kid that's doing it right, amazing, is going to stand out. And that's something that's really weird to learn for the kids, that they they don't always process oh, but I'm doing it right and I'm going 100% out and I'm, I'm doing the biggest arms and the biggest legs. And, you know, that's great. But there's also a thing called blending and teamwork. And I don't ever want to discourage anyone from going their fullest or going their, their weakest, but I like to take those moments just like a sports team where, you know, hey, we're all working together. So maybe you can give some of that energy over to your friends and help them get to that over the top like excitement level because if we're all there we're going to be so much better versus if we're all working individually we are never going to be cohesive enough to win the olympics like <laughs> you know if you're if you're on a soccer team you're not, if you can't pass the ball between players you're never going to get to the olympics with the best goalie the best shooter the best defender you need everyone to be able to share what they have with each other. So teamwork is definitely something that I have learned from sports that I have, that I find very important in theater, which is strange, but. I think, and I, just to jump in here, I think she, well, yes, she says I was an athlete. I was a cheerleader, was you an know, athlete. we That's performed an athlete. in there. Yes. It was definitely a, a performance, a performance type, type yes. of but athlete. she's brought, and not only that, but she's brought athletes to our program. Oh, like yeah. kids are interested in coming in. We had one of the like top football players a couple of years ago when we did Newsies play Jack Kelly. Um, she brought some of those kids because her ideas and her, um, understanding of how we need to do this has really changed the program has really changed. We had one boy, we used to tease him, which exactly what she just said. We used to be like, okay, now less is more because he would, <laughs> everything would be over the top. But while she, you know, that theme of teamwork, I'm always looking for that theme of family. Look, these are the people you're going to go to. You're going to trust. They're going to be there when you need them. We've had so much drama uh, over the last couple of years with the students you have it in school but when you come to the theater program one thing you can be guaranteed is that while you're there and the people that are there are going to support you yeah 
Well, T, I want to dig into a little bit about about this this being an AP chemistry teacher. Um, I remember my chemistry teacher from high school, Mr. Ryder. <laughs> I loved that man. I was not good in chemistry. I did not do well, but he he knew where my love was, and it was in music at the time and 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 performing with theater. And he did everything in his power to try to make chemistry work for my brain. Um, so I would love to hear a little bit from you about your experience as a chemistry teacher. Okay, so first I'm going to tell you that I wasn't great in chemistry either. <laughs> okay, um, I've had to work very hard. I've had to work very hard to teach what I'm doing. Um, and I think because of that struggle, I am the type of teacher that is going to look for any, every connection I can make, whether you're a shopaholic, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a theater kid, whatever you are, I'm going to try to find the connections because look, high school's hard enough. It's really hard enough. It doesn't have to be harder um, because your teachers don't necessarily get you. So that's definitely a piece that um, I think I've always, I've always had that. I've been coaching since I'm like 14 years old. I was a cheerleading coach. I was a dance teacher since I was very young. And I've always had that desire to help younger mentor younger people. And one of the, 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 the three biggest things I always try to teach anywhere, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's on the stage, whether it's coaching, whether it's advising, you want to be responsible for your own actions. You want to, no matter what it is, good or bad, you're going to take the consequences. You want to learn how to be kind because what you don't understand is everybody's going through something. Um, while it might not be your level of something at the time, they're going through something. And the last thing is that you, you need to learn how to, in the, in the general public of life, just be a good citizen. Like, do the right thing, choose the right path, because, and I say it in the classroom a lot, little cheats now become big cheats later. And, you know, while you're sidestepping and shortcutting, you know, those turn into things that don't really turn out well for you. So, while yes, I teach chemistry, and it's a tough subject. I don't take myself so seriously, because, hey, they're, they're going to survive. Um, and I want them to know that they're loved, that no matter what, whether they're in my student council, whether they're in my classroom, no matter what, they are going to be loved. And just hearing from the two of you, now that I know a little bit more about UT, about, about starting the coaching so young, there, there's this, I'm getting this sense of, of passion for excellence and, and leadership uh, from both of you, from like just ingrained in you from very early ages um where did that come from stephanie i can only imagine it's probably from mom a little bit at least yeah yes, i would say probably from her yeah. um you know what i i mean i my parents they owned a business when i was growing up uh, my sister and i had to help out uh, my parents were very hard workers um neither went to college and it was a it was not even an option that we were going to college um and I, I think that we just learned that work ethic. I don't even know if it's a work ethic or a sense of responsibility to the community, hmm. you know, the community at large. And I think so many people, especially nowadays, are lacking that um, awareness of that you're part of the puzzle, whether you think so or not. It's not just about you all the time um, that, well, I love that students are drawn to me and and come to me i'm just a piece of your puzzle that you know i'm going to help you you know push yourself into a different direction so that you can be the best version of you and i, I don't i don't know i just think that it's something that's always been in, i the i've always been a, I, my dollies were playing school when i was like you know three and four years old so that teaching piece has always been there and there's no teachers in my you know usually you hear stories about like generations of teachers there were no teachers my mother wanted me to be a doctor and i was like i don't want to be a doctor i want to be a teacher um and i'm very proud of the choices i've made as as ziggy and zaggy and yellow brick road as they were and the again the the dastardly things that have happened on the way i wouldn't change a thing and i think the best thing of my entire career 
has been taking the risk, taking the chance, which is something I always encourage kids to do, taking the chance to take over the theater program. If not you, who? If not you, who? Hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I love the I love the yellow brick road analogy because rarely have I talked with a theater teacher or director who has taken a straight and narrow path to get where they're going. It's it's always been different things leading them to where they are. Right. And all the different people you meet and you know, you think about like the and again, I, I love The Wizard of Oz. It's, it happens to be one of my favorite musicals, but you think about how they had to navigate, you know, the witch going after them all the time. And we have parents. We have community members that are are always looking to like pick and prod at what you're doing. Um, you, you look at, you know, when you get to the Emerald City and you think you've made it, but ha ha ha, the guy behind the wall is really, you know, you, you, we have administrators that seem like they're on board. And then sometimes you're like, wait, wait, but but you just said, but you're not. So I, I really think it's a, a perfect analogy in the education system, period. I think it's a perfect analogy because... While there's beautiful parts of it, and I wouldn't trade one second of it, there are definitely those those pieces along the road that you're like, no, don't throw those apples at me. <laughs> hey, theater educators, this is Jimmy Chrisman. If you have ever wondered how you can support the podcast in any way, well, I'm about to tell you. Dead Talks podcast has always been and will always be a free podcast that I put out there for you teachers. I know you don't make a lot of money. I don't make a lot of money as a university professor. But if the podcast is something that has helped you out or that you just really want to find a way to support us, this is how. Visit www.buymeacoffee.com slash TEDTalksPC. And there you can make a donation right to the expenses of the show to help offset those costs. I thank you in advance for what you will do. Thank you for those of you who have donated. I appreciate it. And even if you can't make a donation, I still appreciate you. Just continue to listen and continue to share. That website again is www.buymeacoffee.com slash TEDTalksPC. Um, well, tell me a little bit more about your, about your program. Um, what, what what's that like? How's it working together? Um, I, I want you. I want. Well, <laughs> you see, this is this is the good part this of is, it. Yeah, this is our it. family will tell you, and our, my whole family has embraced this. My husband. I have an older daughter. My older daughter is getting married in September. Her fiance has embraced this. We'll sit at dinner, and her and I are all out cursing, screaming, battling. I don't want to do that show. That shows this, but yelling and screaming about who should be what parts. And they're just like there. And once in a while, they, they just kind of like level us out. Like, all right, so why this or why that? So we're very fortunate. And we definitely have an amazing relationship. We've grown so close because of this, because there is that I've learned to respect her beyond measure, mm. like beyond measure. I'm, I'm proud of her, but I also respect her as a colleague. And so has the other teachers that I work with. You know, oh, Steph's coming today. And everybody's like, yay. You know, like everybody's really, she can do the lights if she has to. She can do the sound if she has to. She manages backstage. She can move the sets. She can build stuff. She has got her fingers in everything. But the other piece of working together that I think has helped her, and again, what my passion is, I've taught her a lot. She's learned a lot. I've watched her temperament grow. I've watched yeah. her patience grow. I've watched so many of the things that you want your child to have. She's learned like fire by trial like in the theater. And that's amazing to watch as well. One of the things she likes to talk about, and I want you to talk about, is when we took it over, um, when I took it over, it was a small theater program. We had hardly any money. Um, I bought, I was the student council advisor at the time. And I had my officers who were also theater people. We borrowed money to run our first show because literally there was like yeah. $250 in there. And we borrowed $4,000. Um, we put on Shrek that first year. Everybody said I wasn't going to be able to do it. And I was like, go ahead, tell me I can't. Go ahead. Keep telling me I can't <laughs> and watch what happens. And after Shrek, we raised probably thirteen or $14,000. So it, I needed to put a base together. 
there was very few kids in the show at first, but when we said we were doing Shrek and that new people were taking over, kids came out by the droves. We had a no cut policy. So we try to keep every kid we can. I think there's only been one show that we've done together was Beauty and the Beast that we had to cut. That was we just really thing. didn't have the stage. We have a very, we have a very small stage. stage. We're, we're in a little, it's called a little theater. Um, but I'm going to let Stephanie take over and tell you what other stuff, like we've, I've done that part of the work, but she's helped me build what we are now. So tell, tell them about how we've grown. And I, you know, watching from a, from a child's perspective, this is probably something you might not hear a lot about their mom but she has definitely made mistakes but been willing to grow from them and I think that that is what has made our program so incredible that we have someone in charge that is learning with the kids and like, so she's a very big advocate for even when she was uh, just starting out is, as the choreographer, that the kids are the heart and soul of the program. I also believe that, you know, we have ideas. We love spectacles. We love big idea. I love. She's crazy. Idea. I am crazy. They will <laughs> tell me I'm crazy. Um, but, you know, the truth is that a lot of the times kids have just as crazy and ambitious and powerful ideas. So our program, I like to believe is very student run. We don't get funding from the, uh, from the school. We did this year a little bit because we had this big frozen win, which was incredible. We're going to get into that in a minute. (laughs) Yeah. But we are the little theater program that could. (laughs) Genuinely, it's always, especially for me, I think I can. I think we can. I think we can. Um, But what our program is so strong from is the kids wanting something and us trying to figure out how to make that work. I would say that in the 13 years we've been doing it, it's gone from can we try this little bit of choreography to we want to make the icicles out of robots for frozen. And now we have, we had like this year was incredible. And what really I think our program is made of is that everyone can join it. I don't care what your skill is. We will find some place for you. The fact that we had robotics kids, we had, this is the first time we've ever had true, costume kids i would say we had to make all our own making they were making and sewing things together we have one of her ap chem students that was just like i want to be part of it and she was like great you're gonna be our production manager (laughs) and she was incredible at that and just the fact that if you come to us with some type of passion for something it doesn't have to be theater it doesn't have to be you know musicals it just has to be a passion and that's what doing that's what school and life is about is just having some type of passion and in theater i like to believe that there is a place to make just about every single passion work and that is what i like to believe our program is about is making someone's passion seen because we got these robotics kids this was something that they got and they were seen by different people Mm -hmm. you know they go to their robotics competition they they do well and they get that moment of like wow they did so good but nobody really sees it you know this time uh, the entire school community got to see what they were capable of and i like the idea of everybody being seen you know the music kids they got to be seen it wasn't just a concert where their parents came to you know it was an entire school community and I think that that is what theater, I think that at the end of the day, what's what theater boils down to is wanting to be seen. And you don't have to be the star. You don't have to be Elsa. You don't have to be Jack Kelly to be seen. You could be a trumpet player in the pit band or a robotics kid for driving an icicle for 10 seconds. 
but you're still going to get seen and recognized. That's awesome. I That was always my philosophy. Of, if you want to be a part of this, I will find a place for you. And, and, and that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about Frozen because that was a that was a big deal for you all this year, correct? And, and, and that wasn't and that wasn't the end of it. Just so you know, we have more amazing news yeah. that you might not be you know know about. So we were on vacation. We were in Grand Cayman, out of the country, and uh, Stephanie comes to me and says, "Hey, mom, they reopened." the application process for the us of frozen competition i didn't know about it in the first place <clears throat> so I, they reopened yeah, it they she saw it to reopen it it came up on her instagram feed or whatever i was watching the show oh, you watch i was it? watching oh. high school musical series <laughs> i will not have any shame about it but they were doing frozen and i was like man i don't want to do frozen so i looked it up when are the rights going to be available i saw that it had closed and then i dig dug a little deeper and i was like oh my back open <laughs> and i was like i have to get in i don't so know she tells do it. she tells me this on a friday yeah and the deadline is sunday night at midnight mm -hmm. we get back from vacation on like the saturday saturday like at late at night though at midnight yeah okay so now she's like i think we should do it we gotta do it okay and i'm like this is crazy you have to do there's essays to write there's videos to submit pictures this so i have a group chat with my students and i from Grand Cayman now, I text all the kids. And I'm like, all right, listen, here's the deal. Frozen reopened its application. We're going to try and apply. The deadline is midnight on Sunday night. And of course, you get the naysayers. Oh, we're never going to get. And here's the there other were thing. There a couple, good amount of naysayers. Oh, yes. why would we bother? Well, you know, you were kind of a naysayer. Well, I wasn't too. sure we were going to get it done. That's, <laughs> I wasn't sure we were going to get it done. I was, so I here's was, the other thing about us, though. We're a very wealthy community. So, you know, typically yeah. when you pick to do competitions like this, you would pick communities that maybe not as wealthy. But what we really wanted them to understand is, while the community is wealthy and STEM and sports and yeah, 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 the theater program gets nothing. Mm -hmm. And we're tiny. We're tiny. We're I've tiny. watched some of the other shows now, and we're the smallest one. For 100%, oh we're the smallest Just one. Some of the other shows. That 50, 60, 80 kids in and it. And their like, sets they have programs for it i'm like oh my gosh so anyway we um we decide we're gonna you know kids are like yeah yeah we can do this one young man um i'm not going to say his name because i'm not sure he would want or his parents would want but he was like yeah yeah and he's a great writer he ended up being our hans when we when all was said and done him and stephanie wrote the whole thing the whole essays were written cross-continental while we were between Cayman and the airport and all kinds of craziness, um, we get home on Saturday night. She's uploading videos. I'm trying to like, you know, edit to make sure we got everything spelled right. You know, our information has to go into this process. We submitted it. 59. I think it was 11. You know, <laughs> minutes before it was crazy. And I was like, and I text all the kids in the group chat and I'm like, all right, we submitted. Never thinking in a million years. Yeah, that was it. We were, like, I wanted to try. To me, I, I love Frozen. I, I needed to try. And again, if not you, who? You know, you, you, you got to go for it. Um, months. Uh, month. No, not even. It a was month about a month. So we find, her and I find out early in September. I was, I was beyond. I was, she tells me, I was like, no. She was like, absolutely not. So I, like, I get an email <laughs> that we've won, but we can't tell anyone. I can't tell anyone. Because yeah. we can't tell anyone till Disney makes the official yeah uh -huh. okay so we're holding on to it for almost three weeks i was holding on for it for dear life like, <laughs> oh, I, that's excruciating <laughs> and we did and i didn't even tell my other the other people and the only two that knew were the two of us um and everybody kept asking when are we going to hear when are we going to hear i said i think they're going to make an official and they did they made an official announcement and i didn't even tell my principal or anything the night before at like midnight i text my principal not thinking he's awake thinking he's going to get in the morning and i'm asking I have a really big ask. I want to know if you can, we can pull the theater kids and the pit band kids and the art kids, like the kids that are involved in the shows. Can we pull them out of classes at 10, I think it was at 10 a.m. to watch a really special presentation? He calls me at midnight <laughs> and he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, listen to me, this is absolutely under lock and key, but we've won the right to Frozen. I would like the kids to hear it. I would like them to see and hear it in person. They 
put them all on the field trip list. They all get called down. And of course, now they're in there thinking, I'm going to announce the musical. They think that this is, is not true. This I think big... that they thought that you were going to retire. retire. Yes. I think they thought that... she was going to retire. They thought that this was her telling them that she was like leaving Jericho forever. So <laughs> now we're sitting in there and they're waiting and they're waiting. We put up, pulled down the screen, the whole deal. And the Frozen, the girl who's playing Anna, Elsa, Anna. Was Anna? Anna. Anna on Broadway, comes onto the screen and welcomes. Now the kids are thinking, she couldn't possibly have brought us down here for this if it wasn't us. So we wait, we get the announcement. Holy chaos. We're beyond ourselves. So this is in September. Our musical is in March, but we're in the middle of doing our play. Yeah. Like we're doing a play the play right had now. Just started. We were. It started. The auditions were like, like maybe a we, couple of days after. Yeah. Okay. So now we're like, but we have to get started on this because it's a huge undertaking. So we try to do. We do auditions during the play. Mm-hmm. So we get to do Frozen. Um, we had the Disney theatrical people there. Um, they were super impressed. They said we couldn't believe we were blown away. It was a high school show. They gave us um, souvenirs. It was the thing yes, ever. Yes. It was just amazing. It was an amazing experience to be the school from New York State that gets to do this. Um, and we again, stopped, I would say we stopped at nothing. Like we, we went, uh, we pulled out no machines, everything we could get. We raised what over how much? Money? It's got to be like twenty five thousand dollars. We put in a new um, system. I absolutely had to have uh, projections, so we raised twenty five thousand dollars to do that. Um, we our our uh, educational foundation donated the money for us to buy the puppets. Oh, those we puppets. had spent and all <laughs> oh, of, those puppets. We had it from a Disney Imagineer. Though. If anyone's doing Frozen, man, get <laughs> puppets. those puppets soon. The those puppets are killer. a lot. Puppets <laughs> are a lot. Um, but we did, we stopped at nothing. Nothing, yeah. We had to start all we bought all the costumes from scratch because it was frozen junior. Everybody was doing a uh-huh. junior version, but they were like I refused. Let's they were put it that way. They were just baby costumes. Yeah. For, it, junior yeah. versions versus the real I was I refused. I was, and she did almost all the costuming. We had a brand new assistant director. She was out of her mind. Oh, she I was like her. this She's crazy. Um so yeah, we we had a lot of amazing things, and like you said. Our robotics team built robotic icicles. So in Monster, when the icicles like come at them, like the robotics team had the icicles like coming in onto the stage. Um, that was, it was, dry ice, was, you name yeah. it, we had it. The robotics the cape, kids were, the cape were amazing. Flew. The I robotics kids made them. the cape yeah. fly. Like we, we really had a lot of kids. We that, made it a spectacle and we stopped at nothing to make it that spectacle. Okay, then tell them, tell them what was even better than that. So, yeah, so I'm sure you know of it. The Roger Reese. Have you heard of the Roger Reese Awards? No, it's the Jimmy Awards. Well, of course it was the Roger Reese. Roger Reese to the Jimmy Awards. Uh, so our Elsa got to go to the Jimmy Awards. Um, and if you're a theater follower, you might know her name, Lauren Marchand, because she actually won the Jimmy Awards, which was... <laughs> I was there, and that was probably one of the most insane things that I have ever been at and seen. Uh, I will say not just because she won. Uh, yeah, awesome. But I saw 90-plus kids living their dreams out on Broadway. I have never felt, in the nicest way possible, I've never felt so untalented in my entire life sitting in that Minskoff theater, that Broadway theater, with all of those kids putting their heart and soul into those performances. I was like, holy, I, I'm terrible. I suck. What is this? Like, they are, I was fangirling over high school just average high school students i was like oh my gosh i can't wait to see that one on broadway i can't wait to see that one that one's gonna be such a great dancer i i went up to one after the show i was like you were so great like why are you so amazing i that was as someone who has really i love theater that was probably the coolest thing i have ever seen and been to in my life of theater and I will go again, even without having a kid in there. That was, I was overwhelmed by the passion that those mm-hmm. kids have 
that I cannot, if you are a teacher and you have an opportunity, if you are a theater teacher or a theater lover and you have an opportunity to go there, please go see the, the Jimmy Awards. It is better than I ever imagined. And I love Lauren and her winning was obviously like, so Over Stephanie, the roof. I'm the crybaby. Stephanie's not the crybaby. I, She's I was, texting me the entire time. Sobbing. She says, I was, I'm sobbing, I was sobbing. I'm out of my mind. Because she, she like watching her and, you know, we had her for four years. Seeing her journey was obviously incredible. But I was already being hit by all these other kids just laying their hearts and their souls out on that stage. Uh, that was by far one of the best theater things that I've ever experienced. So, but she did win and that was incredible incredible just the the ongoing wins for our small theater program from when we started and people told us we couldn't do shrek to now we won frozen and our elsa won the jimmy awards which if you don't know anybody who's listening it's like the tonys for high schoolers Yeah, and she was also she was the only she's the first yes and the only Elsa because perform at Frozen's never been eligible before yeah only the USF Frozen schools were eligible this year so so she will go down in history we love you yes we love you Lauren Marchand you you know we're we've we've been in the papers locally we've been on the news like you can't say enough about the um, attention we've now gotten so to go back to what Stephanie said about being seen, <clears throat> I always say it. The one thing I really want, I want people to notice them and to see them. And I would hope for everyone, every theater educator out there, I know we all have the same exact wish that the, those students that do pour their hearts onto the stage, that they're noticed for what they yeah. do. So often, and again, I'm in a school, I'm a science teacher the STEM kids, the kids that win Regeneron, and not that I'm going to take anything away from them, the athletes that win, you know, state championships. And again, I I raised two athletes. All of those things are wonderful accolades. But how about we recognize we have unbelievable artists in our school, unbelievable musicians in our school, unbelievable thespians in our school, you know. And they got, I feel like they really got their moment. Yeah. A lot of them. We were on the news before Lauren had won. We were we actually were on the news just as the U.S. So frozen winners. So we had our entire theater group on the on the TV, and they were a, a screaming. So I was sending it to everybody I knew just because I know what it would have meant to me as a high schooler with a passion to have been seen at that level. It doesn't happen often. It's very hard to recognize every single person in the world because everybody wants to feel special but you know to actually get your moment to feel special was just so happy and exciting and i wanted everybody to know that like our those are those are my kids i talk about it all the time Uh, if i have the opportunity i'll say oh and we were the first high school to do frozen it was this you know small you know competition that we won and if people know, I've had a couple of people be like, oh, my gosh, I know what that is. And I'm like, those are my kids. Those are mine. <laughs> well, first and foremost, I am a huge Frozen fan. And, and I've mentioned it on the show before that that was one of the must-sees for my honeymoon when we went to New York. Um, and we made sure that I had tickets. And I needed to see um, the costume change and let it go. That's all I wanted to see. But the rest of the that show was- blew me away. Yeah, costume change, all yeah. her ideas of all her. We did it too. Um, it is, it's an amazing, it's an amazing experience. If you're ever in New York, you look us up and you come, you come and visit us because yeah. we're, we're, we're that kind of family. Just Noted. come on and visit. Noted. Um, but I, I, I had a student who who went to the Jimmys um, when I was still teaching. Um, he was he was my rod amaze and Aida, and um, I got to go with them. And his his parents took me with them, and and oh, that's awesome! It, there's nothing cooler than watching your kid rise out of the floor on a Broadway stage and then sing their face off and leave everything on that stage. Like Crazy. I, I was weeping as well, and he and I, he I, didn't I win, but it was just the coolest. It experience. doesn't even matter. I, I I doesn't even yeah. It was probably it's so amazing, isn't it? Right? Oh, it is. It is just uh, yeah. And for this year, I I actually had knee surgery. 
um, in May. So the middle school theater director thought she was, she was like, I bought two tickets for us to go to, to see the Jimmies. And, I, and she didn't know I was having surgery because I teach in high school. And I was like, I'm sorry, Rose, I, I can't go. I just had knee surgery. And she was like, I'm going to take Stephanie. And I'm like, <laughs> absolutely. Because I, I really was wasn't, I wasn't was able no to, go, you know, I'm, I'm kind of recovering now, um, getting better, but it would have been, it would have been, it was journey. heartbreaking, but I, I was here with other kids. We did a watch party. So we got to see Lauren, the screaming and the crying and it was all there. <laughs> but yeah, watching them just, it, uh, it, there's something so incredible about seeing kids with so much love and passion living out their dreams and that, you know, as educators, we got to get them there because there was no way you could get there without us put and, and some schools don't do it. And I, my heart breaks for those schools. If you are listening to this and put don't your kids, do this, put your kids please. in the local just do it. It's it's a small fee for a dream that could come true. It's just it's so worth it. I didn't know about it when we I didn't started know about the program. It. Yeah. Um, and believe it or not, locally, Andrew Barth Feldman is from our area. And Stephanie and I used to work. We used to work and help out in a local theater when he was little. So we kind of like watched his journey. He's that's the reason. We, yeah, that's how we found out. That's about how it. we found out about the Roger Reese Awards, which is our local one, mm -hmm. and then the Jimmys. And I was like, "Wait, can we my kids do that? do that? We have to do that." And uh, you know, that I only learned about it four, four or five years ago when he was in the Roger Reese and then the Jimmy Awards. And now, so I give him, I give him all the credit, and I've texted him a couple of times and told him, <laughs> "Andrew, Lauren would win without you yeah. being, you know, part of this." Hey, Thed Talks listener. Yeah, you. Thank you for listening. Really, thank you. It's because of listeners like you that this podcast exists and continues to bring you heartwarming stories and help you and many other theater teachers feel a little less alone in your practice. Thed Talks is listened to in 78 countries and continues to grow with every episode. Here's the thing. I need your support to continue spreading the joy of theater education. So I have a few requests for you. First, subscribe to Fed Talks Podcast on your favorite podcast provider, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform. Hit that subscribe button to stay updated with our latest episodes. Second, I encourage you to rate the podcast. Your feedback is crucial in helping us improve and reach more theater enthusiasts like yourself. Your rating will help others discover the podcast and benefit from the insights shared. Lastly, I invite you to leave a review. Share your thoughts, experiences, and how Fed Talks podcast has enriched your teaching practice. Your review will not only inspire others to listen, but also help build a community of passionate theater educators. So let's come together and celebrate the transformative power of theater education. Subscribe, rate, and leave a review for Fed Talks podcast today. Well, I, Stephanie, you, you began to mention, and I just want to follow up because you, you both talked about how it's all about the kids and the kids leaving their heart. They're pouring their hearts into what they do and, and deserving that recognition. And it's my show. So I get to give the recognition here as well for the two of you, because that they wouldn't be there without you two. And, and you, I know I'm just as modest and humble as you two. Like, Oh, it's just, you did all the work. I just, I signed a piece of paper, but they, they couldn't have done that without the two of you inspiring them, pushing them and, and giving them those opportunities. So thank you for, for all that you do. Thank you. That's really, thank you for acknowledging it. Yeah. And I want to thank her publicly because I, we wouldn't be where we are. I, I wouldn't be, and I don't want to do this without her ever. I just can't do it. And thank Aww. you to all, all the teachers that too, make it possible, especially for the, the Jimmy Awards to every single teacher that has submitted their kid into any of those local things. It's such a small thing that you may or may not win, you know, the local one, but for if, if your kid is even there, I don't think teachers realize how big of the experience to the opportunity. Be. Yeah. Cause we had another kid who just went to the Rogeries. He didn't win anything he had the time of his life at the Roger Reese. Uh, I just, I, I thank you to all the teachers that are helping these kids because, you know, not all the kids are always looked out for the way that they deserve to be. 
Well, this was a fantastic experience and story to share, but I, but I want to know if there, if you have another favorite uh, story from your your career working with with young people so far. I just think that one of the things that people need to understand is patience, 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 because I've been growled at, I've been barked at, I've been yelled at, I've been accused of things, and you just have to be patient. Remember that they're kids. Um, you have to involve the parents and the communities. That's one of the most important things. I had the wonderful experience to have amazing parents this year that were literally like painting and building sets this year. Um, again, in my community, unheard of. I'm sure in other places, you know, they're lucky. Um, but just the support that you can give because what you don't realize is how you do change, you change their lives. And I know this because this year we had two alumni come back to help us. Um, they were both in Beauty and the Beast as, they were both in Beauty and the Beast as seniors at Jericho. And they both came back to help um, and helped in different ways. They, were, they had different skills and talents. Um, but I think the fact that they'll come back, I still stay in touch with many of the kids I've you know, taught over the years and or done theater with over the years. And I'm proud of where they are and where, where they've gotten. And some of that comes from theater. Um, some of it comes from having me as a teacher. I teach a leadership class as well in school. Some of it comes from that. Um, and some of it comes from the friendships because some of them were the same age as her. So they were friendships that were built um, and people to lean on. And as she's gotten older than them now. She's become a, sis, a big sister. So the stories that I think are the most important to any program are the ones that nobody tells or that um, nobody wants you to hear, the secrets that you keep. And I, I don't mean it in a bad way, but um, those heart-to-heart -heart talks that you have mm. with kids in the back room or um, you know the, the light, the, our lighting kid getting to do, he, this was the first year that we had a new lighting advisor. He got to do the lights himself for the first time because the one before that, the advisor before that was a, had to do it himself. He only got to push the buttons. Um, you hear the kids that learned how to put the microphones on for the first time. The robotics kids that were literally building and adjusting things at, to the moment we were doing it. Um, the costume change kids behind stage that have no idea what they're doing until after they're like, change this one, change this one. Where, where's this? Where's that backstage? Um, the kids just recently sent me a video of them backstage while let Lauren was singing, let it go. It. And they were like in a mosh pit, like, and I had never seen the backstage piece. Um, you know, the, the, our tech director, our scenery director putting Olaf's legs back on, his nose fell off. Sven's head, head came up. <laughs> right, like all these things that, those are the stories that don't ever get told um, that you could never, you could never put enough emphasis on what's happening behind the scenes because those are the people that are carrying the show. And I tell my actors all the time, I understand you're on stage, but look at the 60 or 70 people behind yeah. the, the stage. They're doing this. The pit band who works tirelessly um, to do live. And they're all student. We have a student run. Yeah. No, student no, program. no ringers. We have a teacher that leads the pit band and she's amazing. So we're very, for a little program, we're very fortunate. And I, and I, I definitely know that we've had a lot to do with that. Um, but I think we've led by example. I always say attitude reflects leadership. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that because of our attitude, the kids have kind of just followed our lead. That's fantastic. Thank you for all you do. Well, my final two questions are the ones that I ask everyone on the show. And the first is what is a resource that you are using or have used that is a must have for theater teachers? I mean, we agreed on this one. Yeah. So you can take this one. Emails, group chats, Instagram, any kind of communication. Communication is the biggest thing. There are times, and she, and she was telling me, she, she's right. 
like at midnight the night before rehearsal. We don't sleep. In case anyone's <laughs> wondering, we do not sleep. So at midnight the night before, you know, she'll be like, "Hey, mom, I think we need to do that. We need to redo we'll this song." We'll be making decisions. So there's got to be a way to let the kids know, like, "Hey, we're changing on the fly." So that tomorrow when they wake up, they can know, "Hey, I gotta bring my uh my tap shoes." <laughs> Because Seth decided we're going to tap tomorrow. Um, and and my other thing is to involve, you know, my resources have been my community, my parents, my teachers. There are And I did it this year, and I cannot believe that anybody had it. So in the, um, in the uh, lo um, not love is an open door, um, the opening scene when she's getting dressed. Uh the first time in forever. Oh, yeah. So she's getting dressed and she's like talking about it. And I wanted to have a um, like a statue that would equivalate with like a, a castle. So I asked for a bust and I asked for a um, a, a knight, a, like a like a knight. I asked my teachers. I like, they, OK, any chance anybody has like a bust? And, and they did. They and they did. We had a, a, a like a, a, a four foot knight. And a bust, we broke it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It, we didn't break it. It was the there. Children, stage. But... but like the, the the teachers come up with the craziest. The year we did newsies, they were putting newspapers on my desk. We like had, it was their job. We still have newspapers from when <laughs> we did newsies. But like you would, the resource that people underestimate the most is the community and their willingness and wanting to help, help especially parents and teachers. You know, and not, it doesn't have to be it, it money. It doesn't have to be money. It, it doesn't, doesn't have, have to be, be money. You give us one prop, and you could make our entire life. She, uh, one of the grandmothers, made all of the hidden folk like hats yep. and like leaves, and she made all of those. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I think all teachers, the ones that are listening to this podcast, reach out to your communities because they want to help. Your teachers want to help. Your administration wants to help. Your parents want to help. The students want to help. We our kids are we go we meet on Saturdays sometimes just to, to do stuff, and they want because they want to be part of it. They this is you know this is what where their their hearts are. This is where their friends are. That's awesome. That's awesome. I used to do a um, like the Friday night before we go into tech week um, after we'd have our rehearsal after school. And then I'd have the parents bring pizza and drinks and, and cupcakes and things and lots of snacks because we were going to just hang out the rest of the night and till midnight. And every parent, if you have a friend who wants to come help all the crew, all the cast, everyone was there. Parents came in and all the last minute stuff that needed to get done that, I hadn't had time in the day to get done. That's what we did that night. Yeah, that's what we did on that Friday night. And it was the coolest thing to watch like like my my tech students, they were they were they were my crew heads and I was like I'm delegating the work to you and you're delegating it out to parents and their friends and I, I had a kid teaching a parent how to use a drill and like <laughs> it's just the coolest thing like yeah. coming together and everyone wanting to make it happen and it was the funnest thing. It was just the funnest night. Everyone loves Do you remember them. the night that we had to come back and we painted the stage? Yeah. Yeah, we went to, we painted the stage. We this year. we put like um so like we flats put, down yeah. because we wanted the stage to be white. So we put it over our stage and we painted the stage that that and flat. we had their their parents were up on the stage like <laughs> It was very cute. It was very cute. <laughs> well, my final question for you two is what are your parting words of wisdom for that new teacher entering this or veteran just needing an encouraging word right now? You want me to use Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I mentioned it earlier with with my mom, but I think the biggest advice personally, as someone who does make a lot of mistakes, is don't be afraid to make mistakes and don't be defeated by them. Don't be afraid to admit them, not just to yourself, but to the students. Uh, I believe that what makes her a standout educator and our program so so important is because we admit when we're wrong, especially myself. You know, I forget choreography. I forget blocking. I, forget, I miss notes when I'm trying to help them learn things. 
and I will literally stop and say, yikes, my bad. <laughs> um, you're right. I'm wrong. And not only do I think it's a good lesson for the students to see someone that they might look up to, someone that they respect, someone they listen to, possibly someone they really dislike. That's okay, too. Like, kids are kids. But to see someone that has, in air quotes, power over them, you know, leading them say hey i'm wrong you're right is something i want the kids to feel comfortable saying to anyone in the future hey i messed up that's okay especially because as children as adolescents we are drilled into the idea of perfect. not just perfect but everybody says it's okay to make mistakes but nobody ever really shows you what happens when you make a mistake? Everybody's just like, hey, it's okay, you made a mistake. But it's terrifying to make mistakes because you never know what the consequences are going to be. So to give them a secure place to admit they're wrong and learn from it is very important. So don't be afraid. Just because you're in charge, just because you are the one that's supposed to know everything doesn't mean that you know everything. We do not know everything. We'll be the first to tell you that. We'll be the, like, we make mistakes left and right. We'll make mistakes to each other and we'll, we're stubborn. <laughs> we don't want to admit it. I'll be like, I'm not admitting I'm wrong. And then a couple of hours later, I'll be like, you know what? My bad, <laughs> I, that one's on me. But I'll never be afraid to own that I made a mistake especially in front of the kids, I want them to know that it's okay. I'm comfortable making mistakes because I am not perfect. You are not perfect. We are not perfect, but I will learn from this. And I want that. That's such a great teaching moment. And I think some educators, it might be comforting to hear that, you know, people are making mistakes. We are making mistakes. Everybody's making mistakes. So don't be afraid to make them and don't be defeated by them. Just learn from them. You can, we can still be learning. We, I'm 24, obviously I'm still learning. She's in her, I don't, I don't know what age you're in, but I'm 60. She's in her 60s. <laughs> She's still learning things. We're all still learning things. You know what, too? And I think that she's been a great role model for the students to watch because there have been tense moments at theater um, when she was younger, you know, and she was doing her own thing at Luhai and, you know, had a little bit more autonomy. But here I was a little bit more in charge. So they've watched that I've made a mistake. I've made a mistake. I've made a mistake. They've watched it happen. Um, and she's been a great role model because she's younger, you know, a little bit older than them. Like I said, like a big sister. So I think that that's yeah, I'm like living their experiences probably right before they're living them. So they're watching me make those mistakes. I've come into rehearsals and kids are like, hey, Steph, how's your day? And I'm, I've been like, wow, today sucked. <laughs> I'm like, I messed up a lot today. And they'll ask me about it and we'll talk about it. And I'm not afraid to tell them what I did wrong that day because they, they like knowing that we're all humans because we are. It's great. That is great. We got a model. The only other things I would, and I've said it already, I would say always take chances. Mm. Remember, every advisor of any program, remember that your attitude reflects the program you want. It's important to be the person. You can't be, um, you can't expect them to be something that you are not. Um, be kind. I said it before as well. And the last thing, and I try to teach everybody, and I, I really try to teach my own children, always look for the silver lining. There's always something good. No matter what you're doing, you will learn something from the experience, whether it's something you don't want to be or something you do want to be, you're always going to learn something from the experience, no matter what. That's great. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, T and Stephanie, it has been a joy uh, to get to chat with you this morning and, and get to know you and, and hear about all of the amazing things that are going on in your programs. I I wish you all the best in this upcoming year and and uh, just just keep keep being a light for those kids. 
Thank you. This and thank awesome. you for and yeah. thank you for doing this. This is the coolest thing I've ever done. It is the coolest thing I've ever done <laughs> as well because no one gets to hear these stories. Yeah. And I know that other theater teachers need and want to hear the stories. Well, thank you for for contributing to those. It's a, it's been a, it's been a lovely time chatting with you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on Thed Talks Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's conversation and practical advice from my incredible guest. Remember, if you want to revisit any past episodes or explore the resources recommended by our guests, head over to our website at www.thedtalks.com. There you'll find a treasure trove of valuable content with each guest having their own dedicated page. Stay connected with us on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for all your updates, behind-the-scenes moments, and engaging discussions. I love hearing from the community, so don't hesitate to reach out. I want to invite you to sign up for the mailing list on our website. By joining the mailing list, you'll be the first to know about new episodes, exclusive content, and exciting updates from Fed Talks Podcast. Simply visit www.fedtalks.com and enter your email address to stay connected with us. Have an idea for a future topic or a guest recommendation? Send an email to jimmy at fedtalks.com. Your input is vital in shaping the future of the podcast, and I value your suggestions. And for all you theater educators out there who have a story to share, visit our website to register as a guest. I'd be thrilled to have you on the show and share your insights with the listeners. Once again, thank you for being a part of Fed Talks podcast community. Your support and engagement mean the world to me. So join me next week for another inspiring conversation and practical advice. Until next time, stay passionate, stay dedicated, and keep making a difference in the lives of your students. Thank you for all that you do. I appreciate it.